Welcome into a special emergency issue. Edition. I keep saying issue every week. Edition of the Commitment Issues podcast. I'm Woody Womack. Beep, 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 beep. We have breaking news. Willie Taggart fired, so we had to get the gang together. Joining me, Rob Cassidy from Miami. Rob, how are you? This podcast is about Willie Taggart and is about Florida State, and these two statements are related, but Iowa State fans have completely lost their minds. <laughs> it's just so I I retweeted somebody else's tweet that had Matt Campbell on the thing, and I said, you know, Florida State shouldn't even consider Matt Campbell in so many words. And I had an Iowa State fan hop on my mentions and yell at me saying, well, he would never go there. And I said, I know. I mean, that's fine. They're not going to consider him anyway. And then he got offended for me saying they're not going to consider him. Yeah, why, why, would, why wouldn't they consider him? Like, which one is it here? I don't. Rob, he was hired at Ohio State. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't yeah. they consider him? Yeah, Matt Campbell, the head coach of Ohio State University. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, so, so Rob coming in hot. He's grouchy. He's tired. It's late. And uh, joining us from a neighborhood, which I was in just two days ago, uh, in the neighborhood in Louisville, which somehow looks, Dave managed to find a street in Louisville that looks like a northeastern city, and that's where he lives. Uh, Dave Lackford from Louisville. Dave, how's it going? Things are going well, um, especially if you're Willie Taggart. You know what I mean? You just got $17 million. So. <laughs> yeah, he's going to, he's, Willie's going to pocket that. It's coming, though. He still has to wait the same amount of time. I, I do the old lottery deal, you know, where it's like you could take the lump sum. Take a little bit less just to get it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah look me up, baby. Time value with money, something I learned in law school. Right, I mean, you can give me fifteen mil now. It's kind of like a kind of like in the NBA, you know, uh, <laughs> go join a contender. Uh, I don't know. So let's get jump into it. Willie Taggart fired after yesterday's loss to Miami. Uh, Florida State failed. I think they only got into to Miami's territory twice in the entire game. It's something that I noticed. So I was watching on and off because the game wasn't super competitive. And at the end, I think it was like Miami went to like take a knee or something. And I expected, you know, I expected like they, they had two or three kneel downs and I really expected Florida State to, uh, you know, try to blow up the kneel down and then have some pushing and shoving. I didn't see any pregame pushing and shoving videos. I didn't see any clips. I didn't see any of that stuff. Um, so what was the deal? Did they just give up? I mean, these players quit and they yesterday was the perfect example capping that off. I, I suppose. I know they banned media from taking video pregame to try to stop it from leaking out, but I, you'd assume fans would have gotten a hold of there it. Was, there was. A, there was a thing where um, I think it was Robert Cooper. No, it was uh, – what's the big guy? Deontay Lucas walked down there because one of the Miami running backs – I forget his name. Of course, it was the walked, kid from Miami, of course. The Miami running back, like he, he does a thing where he walks the 100 yards, stretches in one end zone, and then walks back. And this is two hours before the game starts, so – you know, uh, Deontay saw him, and I think I think Coop saw him. So they kind of walked over there and confronted him. I saw Lucas shove him once, and then it was kind of – but it, it was a much ado about nothing kind of thing. You know, there were no kickers out there for Miami to harass pregame. Well, so Yeah, I don't know if they quit. I saw Kirk Herbstreit go on his little rant saying that Florida State, all they do is fight and lose. I don't know if anybody saw that. Did oh, you I missed that. that. Where was that? So yeah, it's, on the, it's on the Instagram page. It was clear that Kirk had had a couple of vodka and tonics on the bus afterwards. <laughs> and he goes on this rant about how he doesn't want to talk about Florida State anymore because all they want to do is fight and they're not good enough to fight. <laughs> I mean, it was really well, something. So this is becoming a trend with Herb Street and those guys. After the game, 
they post that Instagram video. And I did remember he did it about Texas A&M. He's like, all I, all I hear about is Kyle Field. 100,000 people. When's the last time they won a game? Well, I mean, that's the <laughs> thing. We get to, you know, for a new generation, we got to stop this bland play-by-play and just let them drink on the broadcast. That stuff's so much cooler when they're a little bit more laid back and let loose than, you know, end around for three yards. And if you watch the guard pulling here, certainly. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather listen to Kirk go on and on about how far, all Florida State does this fight and lose. Well, yeah, from, from a game perspective, though, it was the same old thing you always get. You know, Tiger teams are always highly penalized. They were highly penalized. They run this hurry-up offense that's all about tempo, and they can't get their guys lined up straight. I think they're I, – I saw in the first, like, half, and I, I think I watched it till it was 17 to 10, and then I, they started just – totally melting down they kept on getting five men in the backfield penalties which you can't do if you run that hurry up brand of offense so it's just kind of like they could never iron out the mistakes that they constantly made uh there's a, a, a true effort deficit out there on the field which i think also comes down to coaching it's just a lot of things that can directly be pointed at as saying this was the problem when you first got here and it hasn't gotten any better they're wildly inconsistent they'll they'll look like crap one game then they'll look good against a lesser team and then they'll look like crap the next game so i just felt like and you can't get embarrassed by miami like that at home well let me ask you this since i mean you you know you came up with florida state let me ask you this, Dave. Do you think they gave Willie enough time? I mean, 21 games. Well, I, I Granted, it wasn't going well. It wasn't trending in the right direction. I understand that. Man. But what other coach has been fired 21 games in, man? I don't know. I mean, nobody. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they canned a lot of – I mean, they're usually minority coaches that get a short leash. I mean, Pat Forty, Pat Forty wrote a uh, article today. And I screenshotted all the minority coaches that got the short hook, you know, that got the the Sandman. So John Embry of Colorado, Turner Gill got two seasons. John Embry got two seasons. Uh, yeah, did they, get, did they get full two seasons? I mean, they didn't even give Willie a full two years. Well, I mean, we're talking, or we'll give or take three games, but it's still the point is that there seems to be a shorter shelf life for a minority coach. And I mean, I guess you could say that. I don't even know because I'm looking at these teams. They're not even in the Southeast like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, but so, no. So, so yes, it was an unprecedented quick hook. But I'm also a fan of ripping the Band-Aid off of things. Like, I'm not a type of person to keep on letting something linger when you've already identified that the problem is probably not going to be corrected. I, I'm not there watching them in practice, but I'm sure the people in the administration were able to, to observe practice and see how things are going. And there had to have been a general sense that there's no excitement for this team this year, nor the 2020 season. And Rob, you hit on it in your article. One of the big deficits with him is he can't recruit a quarterback and Sam Howe's out there lighting it up, you know, and it's just, they, they, he didn't bring in a quarterback. The offensive line. That 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 don't know. We should clear up who Howell is. So Sam Howell was committed to Florida state. He kind of looks like a frat dude, a good quarterback. He was committed to, to, to Florida state for a long time under Taggart. And then down the stretch, they, they lost him, they, and then they lost him to Mac Brown. Sixty-eight-year-old Mac Brown stole their candy, and Florida State hadn't signed a quarterback since Malik Henry. Right, that's it. That was the last one, right? Yeah, and they were like, like the key was. It seemed like Walt Bell was the key. I no, mean, Dave Blackman was the last quarterback they signed. Was yeah, he, yeah, yeah, that's right. Blackman after, yeah, after Malik. Were they in the, I thought they were, they might have been in the same class, weren't they? No, no. In Blackman the, came after way after. Oh, the year after. Blackman okay. was two thousand and seventeen. He was a Jimbo Fisher. He signed Jimbo's last year. 
But anyway, yeah. So Willie never signed a quarterback. That was the. I mean, they got yeah. they got the old. <laughs> that, that's a problem, <laughs> right? But but uh, if if they would have waited to fire Walt Bell until after the early signing period, I think Sam Howell would have been signed there. <laughs> like, yeah, and they still wouldn't have had him. Yeah, I didn't know him. about that. I think there was there was a lot of rumblings going on. Sam Dow, Sam Howell's dad, I think, didn't want him to uh, go to Florida State. I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall with Walt Bell. So I think if they kind of drug it out i still think he would have ended up at north carolina and i mean it just goes to you know the willie taggart product on the field was really bad and and his dad is an in-tune guy and he's a quarterback dad and he's smart and he was very prudent and hey he, he made the right decision you know we laughed when it happened but yeah look at him he's going to be the he's going to be the freshman of the year probably in all of college football well, I mean, exactly. So I, I say if they did have him, I'm not saying it would have saved. I'm not saying it fixes all these issues, but I think maybe instead of being four and five, they could be six and three. I mean, if you look at it, it's not like they got blown out by a, by a ton of uh, of the teams they played. They're not. No, they're know. not without talent. I mean, I think everybody on this podcast agrees that Cam Akers is awesome. I think everybody in this podcast agrees that even like Dante Lucas is a pretty good offensive lineman. They just don't have enough of them. I think people mm-hmm. think that Terry is a good wide receiver. They have some talent. Um, <laughs> just the offensive line and the quarterback are maybe the two most important positions on the field. And that's two bad places to have problems. And it's also there's like a lack of continuity offensively. And you hire Willie Taggart, you know, in the Gulf Coast offense to go out there and produce. And it just, it's not an exciting. Well, they also the hired him to recruit and he didn't like, yeah. he just didn't. I, in that story I wrote today, it's insane that you can be at Florida state who not too long ago was the premier program in the state. And in the last two years under Taggart from Broward and Dade County, which is the two most talented counties in the country, when it comes to producing college talent and NFL players, they signed five players. Three of those players were four stars. <laughs> so three four stars out of Miami and Fort Lauderdale for two years at Florida State. It's that's not encouraging when you've hired a guy that you know was supposed to be a big time recruit. To play devil's advocate though, um, fans will also respond to that by saying, Well, look, they were they were like top ten around the top ten um with Taggart's first full year of recruiting, and they were I think they were like eleventh going into this game. So I get that you're specifically saying that they didn't do well in South Florida and you didn't do well at quarterback and also offensive line. You know, they got Lucas, but like you said in the article, all the other linemen they got were three stars. So, you know. Well, here's the other you thing. Gotta, the you sheer numbers, it's not so much the, the the stars even. It's the sheer number. And Woody knows this as much as anybody for being around this state as much. If you don't recruit South Florida and you don't you don't somehow show yourself to make some kind of effort to be down here – people will turn on you. You will hear, oh, they don't, they don't want to recruit us anyway. They don't want our guys down here. And then it becomes, now you can't recruit down here. And I think Willie yeah. was on the verge of becoming, now you're not allowed to recruit down here uh, because the buzz was starting. <laughs> and I, what do you can attest? I mean, you've heard those right. conversations, right? Well, Willie, Willie Taggart was about to put up the, the Al Golden fence. <laughs> so they, they finished 18th last year, Dave. I mean, that's the, your first what, year. Eighteenth? Wow, I didn't know that. Right, that's your first year bump, like your first class, full class. I mean, at Kentucky should be like eighteen. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Louisville is like 29th right now, so move them down to Florida. And who are we talking about? Right. You can't be eight. now. The the class before that was tenth, and that was when he flipped 
uh, Rob and I were going over this earlier on the phone. He went and flipped a ton of guys that first year. So that was the that was the class, and those should be the guys that are contributing. And if you look at them, I mean, the the three highest players were uh, Jaden Woodby, who who, who broke his leg and right, he's out, right? But but he he when he's been healthy, he's played a lot for them. Asante Samuel, who you know you may not like, but he he starts and plays a lot. And Robert Cooper, who you know, whose name I heard called a ton every time I watch him play. So there, yeah. you know, but there's a lot of other players down the list that that just aren't. Uh, and he flipped that. a lot of those kids from Oregon. Too. Right, he flipped the Oregon kid. He flipped. I'm looking down the list. He flipped. Uh, if you remember, he flipped some other guys from. Uh, looks like Tyson Helton, I think, was one. Right from Tennessee and a, Tennessee, and a few other places, yeah. but it's like. But, you know, here's what – I want to know this, though. Do you guys think the reason they fired him now is because they didn't want him to make a bowl game and be stuck with him for another year? I mean I, – I, I think it was – Robin, you, you're probably familiar with this. I liken it to a, a rage drop or, or an aggro drop when you have a fantasy baseball team and you have, like, a relief pitcher who gets, like, lit up. He gets hit with the inf on the, on the ERA and, and on the whip. And you're just like, ah, and you just drop the guy. You know, I mean, they don't have another coach lined up right now. They, they, they have Odell Higgins again going in there as the interim coach. They, they're they're going to lose whatever recruits they have. Uh, the, the the Joseph kid, they're probably their best guy, that defensive end. He He's told Langston down there at Warchant that, you know, Taggart was a big reason I committed. I'm probably out. He's going to end up at Florida. You know, so I don't, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I'm a fan of ripping the bandaid off, but I'm also a fan of making, you know, calculated decisions and, and, and mitigating risk. So right now they're, you know, they're, they're, they're rear ends out in the wind right now. First of so, all, I, we disagree I, I, on how good Morvin Joseph is. I think that Tate is the best recruit in that class, but that, that's splitting hairs. Um, I'm going to go see Joseph this weekend. All right. What were you saying, Woody? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. What are you banging around over there? I was. I. I just realized this was. This was spiraling into a hips podcast when I started talking about who's the best. I mean, none of them are going there anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so so so, so here's what here's what I would have done, and I told this to somebody. I can't remember who who I said. I would have let Taggart recruit well for this year and sign this class, right? And then now, now do I think he would have magically turned it around next year? No, but. Their AD is retiring next year, which which just retire now. Right, yeah. This like, is not a good look for them, right? Because the new coach is coming in. Wait, well, who's going to be my boss after I get hired? Right. That, that's I'm not the, saying we got a Tennessee situation on our hands here, but would it? <laughs> but we got a Tennessee situation on our hands. We could. <laughs> I know it's amazing though. Like Tennessee. Okay, so they have these two teams have the same record right now, and I think they have the same record overall, right? Pruitt and. Taggart? Uh, I'm pretty sure. sure. Let's roll with it. Let's, you what know it what I mean? Did Florida State go five and seven last year? They did, didn't they? They, they did. did. Yeah. Yeah. So they have the same, and Florida State's four and five right now. They have the same exact record. Yeah. They're and, both nine and 12. Yep. Right. And Tennessee is viewed as, you know, hey, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really we'll, we'll let you. Uh, we'll let you guys decide what the difference is there. Let's, let's just um, say what I what I can say is one guy has a southern accent. Um, <laughs> that, that helps. So anyway, I think that's what I, I would have let him go into next year. I would have let the AD retire. I would have hired a new AD, and then I would have let that AD hire his coach at the end of next year. Now, would it have been painful? I, I saw a lot of the people say, "Look, the finances add up with like." If the stadium is empty, we're losing so much money on a weekly basis that it's like 
it starts to be be like an opportunity cost for the buyout. It's like, well, we can agree to pay the seventeen million, but if we're losing a million bucks a week anyway, on uh, yeah, yeah, the st- it all comes out in the wash, you know, right? The stadium being empty, so I don't know. That's what I would have done. Uh, so let's. <laughs> You guys want to spin it forward and play? Who would you hire at Florida State? Oh, uh, I want to. I want to spin it forward big time. Yes. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, so let's each give our number one candidate of not. And I'm saying a realistic person that they could hire. Oh, that's yeah, no fun. Yeah, you I, can't say. Yeah, you can't say John Gruden or, or Bill Belichick or whatever. It's somebody that you could conceivably see them hiring. Dave, do you want to go first? Who, who did you? No. Okay. I don't want to go first. I, I can go could first. You, yeah, Robbie, go for it. My guy's Matt Rule at Baylor, uh, and I'll make a quick case here. I think that if you know Matt or if you've ever even seen Matt speak, he's got enough of kind of an East Coast edge to him. He's a New York Philly guy where the, the kids in Florida will react to it as opposed to like a PJ Fleck, which I think the kids in Florida would negatively react to. Also, he was awesome at Temple, turned that program around, got to Baylor, immediately turned that program around. So he's used to building. Uh, he's done it before. I think his personality meshes well with kind of the landscape in Florida. I think he's the kind of guy that will do what needs to be done to recruit Florida. Uh, and then he's also got supplemental ties to, you know, the Mid-Atlantic uh, where he can get a bunch of guys like Jimbo did. And obviously that you can't argue with the results. Uh, you know, if I'm endorsing a candidate, it's Matt Rule. I'm Rob Cassidy and I endorse this message. Okay. So the, the one issue you have there is he just signed a new contract and I don't, this is one of the things that comes up. Do they have enough money? Now, D- Dave, you were saying earlier, you didn't think they had enough money to fire Taggart early in the year. Remember when we – Yeah, they, they, they ponied up $20 million right. there. Yeah, we don't, to, see, we don't uh, ever know who has what money. Like it, it depends exactly. on how drunk the boosters are, right? Like this really what this right. depends on is who gets drunk and starts how much money they want to throw away. Right. Okay. So that's one I, – I think he may be too expensive. I know the NFL has sniffed around him. Why I, why I would like him – so I'm watching Baylor the other day. And some guy catches some pass, and I was like, man, that kid's – I was like, who is that kid? Because, you know, I did cover Texas uh, for however however long, six months or whatever. And I was like, is he a freshman? Turns out, no, it's the receiver at four-star that they signed from Booker T in Miami. He's out yeah, here. Like, Thornton. Yeah, yeah, Thornton. He's out there making all types of plays for them. So, and, He's and, a long kid, yeah. He's and he, they were always down – when he was at Temple, they were always down there getting kids – uh, from Florida, you know, so, and that I'm was, kind of, right. Yeah. He was, he played in the, in the UCF game. I was like, Todd's in the game. And of course I was uh, watching with a bunch of UCF people and they were like, who? Um, but, but anyway, so that would, I think that would be an A I'd give that an A, which we'll, we'll speaking of hiring grades, we're going to revisit it in our, uh, in our segment that we have at the end of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a segment designed to pile on Rob Cassidy saying Willie Taggart was a slam dunk. Well, no. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been ambushed. We all talked. I've already that. heard I've already heard the clip, Rob, like before you got on. <laughs> what he was like, listen to this. <laughs> I did not play at all. And I, I believe I say some stuff too, but I can't remember exactly. Rob, Rob, you were like, he replayed it and, and you go, so yeah, slam dunk. And 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 Woody's like rubbing his hands like Birdman. He goes, he goes, there it is. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Okay, do you have a candidate, Dave? Yeah, I was going to say I, I proposed on Twitter. I was just trolling Louisville fans, and I said Scott Satterfield because, like, like if you looked at Louisville last year, two and ten. Okay, so they 
would be like they'd be a 20 point dog okay and they i think in the end of the year like the last six or seven games they managed to double to lose by double the spread right so i mean there was no more of a dumpster fire bigger dumpster fire than louisville and i looked at rutgers season and rutgers was actually like competitive in games that they lost right because they both went two and ten but louisville was just getting blown out of the water those players quit and now he's got them rolling, you know. I mean, Javion Hawkins, he he might he he might be uh, the leading rusher in the ACC this year, you know. A um, uh, uh, Rob two star. It is a Well, here's the thing. Pile on Rob. Here's the thing. But no, I would. I don't think that he's going to leave because I don't see Satterfield being that type of way. I don't. I really. I know they said that about a lot of people, but I just don't. I think Dave Clawson would be the hire, man. He did it. He's done a wonderful job at Wake Forest. He, he he does a lot more with less. So if you can put him down – because, look, FSU has talent, but they just don't maximize it. They get nothing out of anybody. Like Cam Akers' career has been wasted down there. That guy's going to go to the NFL and, and be a dude. You know what I mean? And he's just can't, he can't even run the ball against Miami like that. So I think if you've got a guy like Dave Clawson, he runs a really cool offense that's cutting edge. Uh, he's young. He's successful. He's turned programs around him. He's got Wake Forest out there clicking. So I, I would endorse Dave Clawson. Now, I don't know the recruiting aspect of it. Um, Rob, I mean, I, I'd get your take on that. I'd, I'd bow to you as the authority on how to recruit in Florida. I don't really but, know Clawson well enough to know what the fit would be like. Um, I've never met the guy. I I mean, I've seen him on TV, So, I don't, but I don't want to jump. He's a New Yorker, though, too, because like, he, he's from he's from New York. And uh, he coached at Fordham and turned that program around, got them winning. And then he ended – I think he went to a Mac school. I forget. But um, he's got that, like, New York edge that you spoke like about. I him with. because he's done it a little bit longer than Satterfield. I just – what you don't want is a Chad Morris situation. Right. <laughs> Well, what? But Chad didn't. Chad didn't have any head coach experience. Like, like that's why I didn't well, mention I mean, Jeff Scott. He did. Like, mean, I'm he, not gonna he, go. was at, he was at SMU for three years or whatever, and he made oh, a bowl game. He, he made a bowl game once, and everybody needed right. to have him in the SEC. And now, you want to yeah. talk about somebody that might get fired quick? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Clawson, uh, that's boring. Uh, you know, he, uh, he's. A- I like it, man. I like his offense. It's fun to watch. Wake Forest is an interesting team. Well, I think he's a. I think he's a good coach, and I think he's. I think like if you're like Vanderbilt, that would be my number one guy. I I just don't know if that's going to be the guy that that you know. You may not. You're definitely not going to win the press conference with that one. And I don't. Well, I was perus- I was perusing War Chant, and he's very popular over there on War Chant. There's a lot of. Who, a lot oh, of you voices, you've been on there. Uh, Who do they think they're getting right now? Do they think they're getting Urban Meyer? They they listed they listed um no no they don't um so Gene and the good folks down there Gene no I meant the Williams fans no, Gene yeah. and like Mike are like, oh. they're like normal humans that like I mean what's like their rational fan take I mean I know Gene and those don't guys. spoil Gene's list because I want to read it to Rob before he's seen it okay. Oh. Well, well, a lot of fans are talking about Venables, which is probably a long shot. Uh, Stoops has been brought up a lot. Mark Stoops, you know, used to be the defensive coordinator there from 2010, 2012. He's got inroads. He'd recruit very well. It's just it'd be the same kind of like, you know, defensive minded, boring offense kind of thing there. But they're the craziest one I saw was probably Bob Stoops. A lot of people are talking about Bob. I, see, Stoops I saw Bob I, Stoops on somebody's list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not happening. All right. So I'm gonna. I actually am gonna because I don't want to pick the same as Rob. I'm gonna say Mark Stoops. We saw him. He was actually at the game that uh, Dave and I were at on Friday in Kentucky. And what did I say to you when he when he when he walked in, Dave? Do you remember? 
I, I don't remember if you were. No, I don't remember. If you were lucid at that point. You were too busy. You were too busy ranting about the bad popcorn, <laughs> and then he walked in and you switched up, and I was like still looking at the popcorn. <laughs> I said, "Oh man, there comes Florida. Here's hey, look, Florida State's next head coach." Oh, you did. You did say that. You did say that. That was exactly what I said to Dave when he walked in. So, uh, I mean, he got to be the Vegas favorite, right? Like, we got to go check that. I, I think that's the smart money, right? Yeah, I don't know. We should look. But did it up you guys soon. notice too? We talked about this on the last episode. I mean, nobody wasted any time getting their shots in on hire the guy that talks to me. Twitter was really going. Was really churning today. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Adam Friedman, like random, you know, random coordinators from. <laughs> yeah, of course. You, that's a great fit. If you want media media criticism, you have Adam Friedman, who's like the Brian Curtis of uh, the recruiting industry now, with all his uh, his media criticism. So he did get some shots in uh, at. Uh, if you look at the timing of the tweets, I think I know who he was directed at. But. Here's, the, here's the problem with Stoops, though, right? They just hired a coach who did not have a winning record overall, and Stoops would also bring that same thing in there where he doesn't have a winning record. And that's the voice of the fans. That's the pulse of the fan base when I'm looking for a con and, and winning the media uh, press conference and stuff like that. I would love to see the Oregon rage if they stole Cristobal. <laughs> well, Oh, that'll be awesome. So, so uh, real quick about Stoops. Uh, I, yeah, he has an under five hundred record. He was at he was at Kentucky, who was a total laughing stock for basically thirty years. You know what I mean? Forever. Yeah. Bear Bryant. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing is like I, I don't I don't compare that to Taggart, who you know basically had weight, you know, had limited experience at the Power Five level as one season at Oregon. Um. The the thing that that always was a red flag for Taggart with me was that he almost got fired at USF until like they they stumbled upon Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers saved right. him, right? And he essentially, say four offensive coordinators in that time too. Right, exactly. Flowers essentially changed because Taggart used to run. You know, Taggart is from the Harbaugh coaching tree, and he used to run that same boring offense that they ran, and then. All of a sudden, it was like, yo, we got this Clinton Flowers, dude. We just got to let him cook. And it ended up changing everything. It changed their off tee. It brought about that yeah. Gulf Coast offense you were talking about. And, I mean, he was awesome. Uh, so, he was, like, teetering at USF before they turned the corner. And then that rolled into, hey, he got the Oregon job. And then that rolled into. Yeah, it's amazing how much, like, everything you're saying right now makes sense to me in the present day. And why I chose to ignore all of this when they hired him. <laughs> it's not like stuff that i didn't know like i knew everything that we're saying here and for whatever well, you reason know what it was? when they hired him i here's chose to I ignore here's what it was is because we cover recruiting and we think all right we got willie we got a we got a, a black dude named willie who got a heavy chevy with 22 inch rims outside his house you know what i mean he's gonna but kill it, was it also because South he was fr- he was be fr- an awesome recruiter um, my thing was he knew the ropes. It, it didn't really matter about his personality. Right. I've always said that to recruit here, you have to be willing to do certain things that you can't do other places. And I, some people said this to me, some some real handler types said this to me on Twitter today. You cannot, Florida State wanted, this is what they said. I am quoting them. This is not coming from Rob Cassidy. Florida State wanted a clean coach that didn't drop bags and that's what they got. Mm. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know about because what the the other thing is. It's clear that the, the we thought he was recruiting so well at Oregon 
I mean, it was pretty clear that, you know, Oregon has not stopped recruiting well nationally since he left. It was clear that, like, it was his assistants, right? That it was Cristobal and company leading Yeah, but you did. I will say this for Taggart, or maybe against him, depending on your view. You didn't really hear much buzz about them dropping bags the way you do about a lot of other schools when he was Well, yeah, I, you didn't hear it, but I mean, you also didn't hear them. You know, who knows? I mean, you're right. They, they weren't getting. But I feel like we always knew. Like, we, when Ole Miss got busted, I mean, that was not. I mean, that was a huge thing for three years that everybody knew, right? So I feel like yeah. when teams are doing it, you kind of know about it. You never really heard about it from Florida State. So maybe the downfall was he didn't want to cheat. My favorite thing about that old Miss was when um, they got they landed like um, Kim Dietschy and all those dudes and Laquan Treadwell. And uh, it was signing day. And I was listening to um, Levitard's show. And he they were like, are we just going to ignore the fact that Ole Miss is out here paying people like SMU. (laughs) I I heard James Carville, of all people, on a podcast. (laughs) This is when you know it's bad. And James Carville Carville goes, you know, I'm not going to do the voice, but he's like, Ole Miss just signed the top three players out of the city of Chicago. (laughs) He was like, how does that happen? (laughs) He was like, you're telling me Ole Miss is up there recruiting five stars in Chicago? And – it was basically clear that if James Carville is following recruiting enough to know that something fishy's going on, we got problems. But I remember somebody He's telling me that part of, this, part of the scam was that they were loading uh, uh, prepaid Visa cards with cash and just like leaving them around. Well, I don't know about let's not, let's, card with cash. let's not get into those type of specifics. Laramie Tunsil. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Stoops, you mentioned Cristobal. If, and, and, and Rob and I talked about this a lot. If this were in a vacuum, would he not be the number one clear cut candidate? I say yes. If this was like, I say yes right. too. Yeah, absolutely. If I say yes, and it would be so entertaining because it would make not only Miami fans livid, Oregon fans. Livid. I mean, it would be a great Twitter day. And poor, poor Woody's sister. Yeah, I have to go through that twice. <laughs> By the way, in less than a, less than two years, she has to go. Through that, that is one of the hidden gems of the podcast we'll play later. Is when I read text messages from my sister and her naivety that Willie Taggart wasn't going to take the Florida State job. Uh, yeah, she was saying many of the things that uh, Louisville fans are saying. Right yeah, now she sounded that. like that Iowa State fan. She, but my poor sister is not like being arrogant about it. She was just so naive to think that like. Why would he leave? You know, and actually, yeah, he loved it. Actually, I got into an, I got into an argument with one of my friends from Oregon the other day about if I was like, you better hope, you better. He like texted me about how Taggart sucks or whatever, and I was like, well, you better hope Miami keeps winning games because Cristobal will be on the first thing smoking to Miami to take over that job if he oh, has yeah. Failed. And he was like, no way. He wouldn't do that. And we went round Wait, and round. I feel like he's publicly said he wants that job in the past. <clears throat> right. Yeah, in the past. I don't know if he said it since he got that. that, that no, I know. He's not going to say it now, but I mean, it doesn't make it any less true. Right. So, But I'm saying if I gave you his resume, if I was like, look, this guy is a Florida native. Okay, check. Positive check number one. This guy uh, – uh, is great at recruiting the state. Check number two. This guy is the co- took a team from seven and five to the top ten in a season and a half. Okay, and uh, is about to have a, about to have another one of the best recruiting classes in school history. Oh, and by the way, they probably have three first round picks on their offensive line right now that that he recruited all and developed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
which is exactly what the doctor ordered. Right. It's like perfect. But can you really say, hey, look, this is why I texted Rob earlier. I said, can you really say, hey, guys, we know that we just hired the coach from Oregon and it was a total disaster like a year and a half ago. But we're hiring the coach from Oregon again. This one's totally different, I swear. So I think he will stay at Oregon, especially given <laughs> – especially – now say Oregon loses a couple of games, who knows? But if they're in the playoff hunt, it's hard to imagine him – you know, because he wouldn't leave before the playoff, and I just don't – you know, knowing – Knowing Cristobal and knowing Taggart, uh, the little bit that I did, considering he blew me off for four hours, uh, made me sit outside the office waiting, and then was which happens to you a right. lot. You know, I'd say this for really in my dealings with him, which have been increasing in the last year, he's been better. He I, when he first got there, I think that like I don't know, he didn't want to hear anything from anyone, right? And that's he comes from the old. I'm telling you, he comes from that old school coaching tree. The the Harbaugh family. He's like the remember all the stories. He's like the third Harbaugh brother. How many brothers there are? Like that was always the talking point with him. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Let's run down the war chant hot board uh, candidates. Well, hold on. Woody, before you introduce that topic, are we done talking about Willie Taggart now? Like, as far as the podcast is concerned, we we're not bringing up Willie and what he did at Florida State anymore, right? Probably Except not, at the not. end, where I get where I get just dunked yeah. on. Right. Well, well, in memoriam to to Willie T, um, he failed big. You know, that was his dream job. He was set up at Oregon. If he just stayed at Oregon, he probably would have. Still been employed right now, right? But he got what he wanted. He got his dream job. He was all excited. He was out there doing a tomahawk chop on a 50. And, you know, he, he may not have a another shot in the Power Five again. I don't know. This is really going to hurt and tarnish his career. But, you know, he went for it. He failed big. He's $17 million richer for it, plus the whatever he made the last two seasons. So, you know, I, I like I said, I, I like calculated risks. And, uh you know, I, I, Willie's a good guy, and it's sad to see him go out this way. You know, I, I, you know, I've been a Florida State fan when I was a kid, and kind of lost my fan since I've been doing this job. But um, you know, like like Denzel Washington said, you know, fail big, don't be afraid to fail big. And Willie went for his, and it didn't work out for him. But you know, tip of the hat. <laughs> there you go, Dave. Dave Blackford with a touching uh, tribute to Willie. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, real quick, the state of Oregon, nobody is happy. I mean, Oregon fans and newspaper. I mean, did you guys see the column I retweeted from uh, John Canzano? Yeah, I favored it because I was going to go back and read it, but I haven't read it yet. So, so let me so let me give you uh, let me give you a quick the quick like graph or two, okay. Willie Taggart was fired by Florida State on Sunday. He lasted 21 games as a football coach, winning only nine of them. The product was ineffective and sloppy. The Seminoles' attendance had wilted. All that was left in the end were a few Taggart loyalists still willing to carry the tired narrative in a university ready to write an $18 million check to make it stop. Ta- <laughs> Taggart fired. That's bound to unite jeering and celebration from our state. After all, Oregonians felt used, misled, and jilted by the way the coach conducted himself in his one season in Eugene, especially at the end. Okay, then this is where he really he really gets to him. Um, 
uh, fans who bought with Taggart sold Oregon watched him show up in Tallahassee days after saying he was excited to coach the Ducks in the Las Vegas Bowl. Taggart performed the tomahawk chop and told the crowd he'd make no excuses, blame no one, and, well, do something. It's a, t- it's a tired punchline now, isn't it? And then, <laughs> Well, to be fair, he didn't, yeah, he didn't make any he excuses. Did Ooh. He was true to that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah, John killed him, and uh, people were accusing him. They were like, "When did you write this?" You know, like when we have a commitment story written ahead of time. <laughs> 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 he, wrote it you know, he, he tweeted it out pretty quickly, and John's a great writer, but I don't know, he, he had it ready to roll pretty quick. <laughs> Put it that way. So uh, let's let's go over. By the way, there are. I did check the Tennessee board, and there are several threads making fun of. Uh, the fire, the firing. So just keep in mind. Glass house. Keep in mind they have the same. House. I'm just saying they have the same record. So, um, all right. The the hot board now on Warchant.com. They will be updating this as it goes. There is, I you know, I don't know. I'm gonna say there's no one or whatever. But our boy Gene Williams is dialed in. I mean, he knows everything um, that comes to Florida State. So they're going to be on top of the coaching rumors. Were were they were they you know, out in front of when they hired Willie, I can't remember. I have to imagine. Yeah, that. they're always out in front of everything. They do. Yeah, they, they were very, very rare that they're not out. Yeah, they're the best. All right. So they're anyway, so here's the list. They have leading candidates. Now, this appears to be in alphabetical order, at least these first three. So don't take it too seriously. But I want to get Rob's reaction. Leading candidates. Number one, PJ Fleck. Head coach, <laughs> Minnesota. Out, Rob, will he be rolling? I, I, I could see Florida State doing it. It would be a disaster. I just, I'm trying to picture PJ Fleck rolling into Miami Northwestern and it, with the boat rowing stick. I just, well, so, I, man, so, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So <laughs> here's one of the biggest issues that Butch Jones had transitioning from. Uh, the Mac and, and at being at Cincinnati to being at Tennessee was they expect like the five-star type kids to be like the two-star hard workers that they developed at their previous schools. That really want to buy into the boat rowing right. and whatnot and not, not wait until you walk out of the office and make fun of you. Right, exactly. So, so, I mean, I remember several highly ranked players getting there and like them getting into like arguments with coach because they, they would like, you know, they'd mess with them on purpose to be like, oh, we got to de-recruit this kid. We're going to make him, you know, he's been, he's starting dead last. And it's like they'd make the kid be last and everything, even though he's clearly better than everyone else that he's going behind. Yeah, and, and now the transfer portal. Right. Guys, that doesn't work. Guys check out very quickly when that happens. And that happened with a lot of guys in Butch Jones uh, when he was there. So that would be my main concern. I also – I think that's a Midwest shtick. I think, you know, Minnesota actually. They- I also think it's like uh, it's a shtick that can work in Minnesota. It could maybe even work at Nebraska. But if you're going to have to recruit on the highest level and get five stars that everybody else wants, it ain't working. Yeah. I, I- if you want to get back to competing with Clemson and Alabama for recruits, Rowing the boat is right, not exactly work. okay. Number two, Billy Napier, who is the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette, which they will tell you they want to be called Louisiana UL. It's very confusing. When yeah, you- I don't know enough about him or his track record to really weigh in here. Uh, one of you guys knows more. Okay, so he worked at Clemson 
as a uh, as a recruiting recruiting oh, coordinator shit. and offensive coordinator, and then got basically got shown the door there uh, after they got blown out in that bowl game. Do you guys remember that? I think it was West Virginia or somebody. Yeah, and, and that I, I do. Pat White. That was when the Chad Morris era started. Um, and he was at Alabama, and then he left to go. He was a wide receivers coach at Alabama, and then he went to be the OC with Todd Graham at Arizona State. And then when they hired Herm, remember, it was like, oh, they're going to keep the same coordinator, so just bring it in Herm. <laughs> and then he immediately left to go get the head coaching job uh, at Louisiana. They're actually – they were good his first year. They're good this year. So, I mean, he, he's been proven as a coach. He's got ties to the South. He was a great recruiter, you know, but he, I think he might've been involved with guys like Amari Cooper, players like that. I'm trying to remember exactly who he helped. I'm trying look at if he was at Alabama until 2016. I mean, uh, I remember being him being heavily involved with a lot of top notch skill position players and that guys down in uh, South Florida. Like Rob said, I just think, it's going to be tough to, to hire him, uh, a young guy who has limited power five experience, and expect because we're he's not walking in. This is not like I wouldn't have a problem hiring one of these coordinator types or a guy like him if you lost your coach somewhere else and you had a good floor. This is a rebuild. Don't get it twisted. This is a rebuild. You need someone who's going to come in, get a ton of big time recruits that can play right away and hit the ground running. Like you know. Uh, take one season to let them play, take your lumps, and then we should be like like Dan Mullen did at Florida. I mean, they went from you know a, a subpar season to competing again right away. So I don't know about that one. Um, they compare him to Scott Satterfield, though. Uh, yeah, I'm good right. on that one. All right, next Stoops, who we mentioned. Okay, Which Stoops. Bob? We already went him. Uh, Mark. 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 Yeah, that's. I think that's a. That's probably the one I'm circling right now is they're definitely going to make a run at him. Will he take it? I don't know. Uh, other potential candidates, Jeff Scott, uh, Rob and I talked about this on the show yeah, we did absolutely. last week. I love him. I don't think, yeah, I love him. I don't think they would do it though. No head coach. Yeah. I don't know if he would do it either. I, I don't know. He kind of, he, he might be set onto that Venables groove where he's waiting for something or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, yeah, is, he, he, he could be, really he could be a type of guy. I think he's waiting out Jimbo personally. I think he's going to be there six, seven more years and be the coach in waiting or whatever. Um, Mike Norvell at Memphis, who, by the way, was one of the people I saw a lot of reporters tweeting about. Did you guys see that? He talks to people. You know how I know he talks to people? Because he used to talk to me when we were both in Arizona. He was at Arizona State when I was living in Arizona. Um, so, yeah, I, I am not shocked that people want Mike Norvell to get the Florida State job. He, he I would also been- be in favor of he has done a good job at Memphis. They're eight and one this year. Uh, he actually makes a decent amount of money. I think he could be a, he could be a good option. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that he was bad. I mean, you're in Memphis. Guess what? Recruiting in Memphis and recruiting down in South Florida, he would be. The one, uh, the one thing about him though is, and if you're going to look for a knock, it's that he's never had to do a rebuild. He came in. Fuente built that program back up. Fuente left for Virginia Tech, yeah. and he kind of had it served to him. So his thing was just please don't mess this up. But he has it, and that's a credit to him. Okay. I feel, I, I feel like last year there were some rumblings about some off the field stuff that no one ever kind of like specified because, you know, there were uh, all these open jobs. Didn't and the he get fake hired for a job? Stuff. Wasn't he one where somebody reported that he took a job and it was erroneous? 
I thought kinda he like, fake got a job last year. Kind of like when UCF hired Dino Babers. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one too. <laughs> yeah, it was the same situation. Um, there was, uh, Dave, what you're talking about, that has been talked about. Uh, I've never heard anything concrete though, but it's somebody, it, it's definitely fishy. Like maybe somebody, I don't know if, you know, something's that something's, Something's there, whether it's a rumor or not, that that seemed to be cool in his stock. But he should have been a guy that got considered for more jobs, whether it's Florida State or not. I mean, based on what he's been able to do, uh, and they pretty. Can you not say what it is on the pod? <laughs> no, because it's say- not been reported. I mean, we're not. We can't I'm say what. Right. Am I going to say what rumors I heard about okay. Nike, Mike? Dorf- <laughs> I thought you. I heard you say, "Well, there was something out there." No, no. Like I thought were, you were saying they had been reported. No, no. Okay, all no, right. No, so I didn't miss it. Rude. Okay, uh, my bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he, a lot of his assistant coaches too, have gone on to have success elsewhere too. So uh, that's that. That tells you that if the if the program continues to have consistent success, uh, while he's losing coordinators or whatever every year, that means he's heavily involved in that success. Uh, Brent Venables, popular name. You know this. This actually would be a really good hire. I think. I mean, right. he's learned from the best at this point. He's a defensive guy. Uh, he can, he can recruit. recruit. Yeah, like gangbusters. He's, I, he's recruited Florida forever. Right. Um, I mean, he was recruiting Florida under Bill Snyder years ago. <laughs> right. comes from the, old, the Bill Snyder coaching tree. Um, but he's already been at big time. He coached at Oklahoma. He's been at Clemson. I mean, you're talking about a guy. He was, he has, to, tie, to tie this in, Woody, to an earlier topic off the podcast – he was the one that landed our boy Frank Murphy, who famously ditched the Tennessee visits. Oh yeah, which was, we're, we're investigating an old recruiting story, which I found out uh, popped up on my timeline, and Rob confirmed that it happened. So we'll get back to that on another episode. And then, last but not least, the long shot category: Bob Stoops, uh, who's only fifty nine, by the way. Listen, if if Bob Stoops were willing to take a job, someone should hire him, don't you think? If if I mean, isn't he? He's a coach in the XFL, correct? Or and a general yeah, manager. The Dallas Renegades. What, come, Dallas, can you come up with a better name? How many teams have been named this, the Renegades? Why didn't we name these teams after wrestlers? Like, how cool would it be if one of them was if it was like the Los Angeles Undertakers and they had a coffin on their hat and they played the Death March, like the Undertaker theme on third down? It's a it's a ready made situation. You well, wear all black, coffin on the helmet. This is not this is not your dad. This is not your dad's <laughs> XFL, Rob. This is what? the. It was never, never named after, after wrestlers. Right. The I know. There was Sarasota Macho Men. Come on. <laughs> right. But that the first incarnation of the XFL was like the WWE, but football. And this one is the one that's like, <laughs> we're not going to hire criminals or we're going to salute the flag. And remember, I mean, it's the alt right. Yeah. The alt right football. League. Right. What's the what's the over under on how many weeks it takes for that to? Fold? I think it'll make it one and a half. I think it'll fold midway through the second season. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, I don't make it a full season because they have. He's going to remember. Frank Man has got a billion dollars, bro. Right. Players, players are going to be going to their hotel rooms, and their cards aren't going to work. It, it's not a Ponzi scheme like the AAF was. That was. Uh, yeah, that, that all of college, uh, that all of football media was on the take for football influencers, except us. But I didn't. I never got my money for uh, tweeting about the league. So, uh, XFL. I feel like Josh was a big fan. Oh, guess who's Josh is also a big fan of the XFL. So uh, it's easy to find. <laughs> you know, not to derail this podcast. But you think people are getting paid to tweet about the Popeye sandwich? Yeah. Well, no. Please. The, the, <laughs> yes, they're getting. 
yesterday getting paid to tweet about it. And Deshaun, did you see Deshaun Watson after the game today? Oh, I mean, not athletes. I just mean like oh. normal, like people with a lot of followers. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, influencers for sure. Stefan Diggs had Popeye's uh, cleats sure. on. No, no, I know they're getting paid. I mean, like, is Dragonfly Jones of NBA Twitter yes. getting paid? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I hope so. Get Here's why. Money. Here's why. Yeah, me too. So – I read an article today that said one of the reasons they were able to get the chicken sandwich back into the market was an influx of uh, venture capital. So trust me, if you're taking money from people like that to get the operation up and running, they're also getting a bunch of money of them being like, yo, we need to, it's not a coincidence. It came out on a Sunday, you know, Chick-fil-A is closed and it's open, blah, blah, blah. By the way, if you try to go to Chick-fil-A, you know, you've seen all these pictures of the lines. Try to go to Chick-fil-A at lunchtime in Atlanta. It's every single Chick-fil-A is like that. With the, the one by my house has has three ways, three lines to order through, and they got a person out there taking orders on the iPad, and there's still a line that's 10 deep. So that's every day. So get out of here with the fake news media and the and the <laughs> and dude, dude. Have you guys looked have you guys looked at warchant.com like on the um the tribal council and just read the names of the threads? So look, so there's there's you know, everything's pertaining to the coaches, you know, it's like I am not rowing a boat, and then you got uh can we hire Levitt? Why would Stoops watch this PJ Fleck post game news conference? I wish we could get Mike Leach and then my boy uh Intaggart I trust hit the name of his thread is how do I change my name on here? <laughs> You got to tweet a screenshot of that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's as good as, right after the last Miami loss when they lost to Georgia Tech or whatever, I found a throw on their board called "All these coaches should be at Rutgers." <laughs> That's pretty good. How do I change my loser? How do I change my username? It's pretty good. All right, so now Rob Cassidy, one of the biggest fans of the Twitter account Old Takes Exposed. Oh, this yeah, is of course. this is now going to be now. Rob, don't think we're just picking on you because this now that we've had the podcast long enough. That coaches we talked about getting hired or getting fired, we are going to do this every time one gets fired. So let's go to the tape. This is a podcast from December 2017. Take it away, Rob Cassidy. Wizard, uh, Uh, Florida man himself. What do you think of this move? Yeah, not only from a recruiting standpoint, which obviously seems like a home run, but uh, just as a coach in general to replace uh, Jimbo Fisher. I think it was it's definitely the smart move. Now, does the smart move always work out? No. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know for certain that Willie Taggart is going to win a national championship in Florida State. But I think anybody with half a brain uh, that was sitting in Florida State. Half a brain. If I was the athletic director at Florida State, it makes too much sense. He's been successful everywhere he's been as a coach. He knows how to recruit in Florida. He knows the ropes around here. He knows the right people to talk to. Uh, he's from here. He's won here in the state. He's coached here. It's almost a perfect storm. You know, or, you know, he was doing very well at Oregon. Uh, it, a lot of people could argue he'd have even more wins this year if it wasn't for the injury to his quarterback. Uh, like I said, I think I think it's the smart hire. Now, I don't think that necessarily means it will be a successful hire because I can't see the future. I don't want to get freezing cold taked by our boy. <laughs> but uh, here we are. Here we are. Anyway. Oh, man. You did table. Who was, who was, who was that idiot? You did table it a few times. The part that he did, he walked it back. He definitely hedged. 
he hedged on that. I can't see the future. I'm not saying it won a national championship, <laughs> but then he got it a home run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I completely ruined it. You know, I tempered it and tempered it and tempered it, and then just completely stepped on it at the end. <laughs> Anybody with half yeah, a brain. That's, that's where I really read, read out the groan is when I heard that part. Yeah, anybody with half a brain is the biggest takeaway. Uh, yeah. So. issues tell T-shirts. Anybody with half a brain. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, this is the accountability podcast, Rob. We've been preaching it and preaching it. Uh, uh, 100%. We, you know, I, I'll take my licks. I said it. So what up? I said some other stuff, too. If you want to go back and listen to the full episode uh, – it's episode 85, uh, weighing in on Frost, Taggart, Morris, plus Shea Patterson, Justin Fields. So something tells me we'll be listening to this one again uh, because Chad Morris uh, is definitely next up on the potential hot seat list. I would also so, like to hear, since I've been raging against Shea Patterson recently, what I said about Shea Patterson on that one. Yeah. I, hey, what do you – you know what you should do? You should put a montage of me saying words incorrectly and <laughs> play that back. It could just be a whole podcast. Right? Uh, I did say I now we did say will Shea Patterson end up at Michigan, which was me knowing that he was going to end up in Michigan. But I was trying to, you know, sometimes we can't give it all away. Uh, and then we also had we made fun of Herm Edwards a lot in this episode. So you've got us talking about Willie. Is Chad Morris the right hire for Arkansas? We've got Scott Frost talk. We've got Shea Patterson. And then we've got Herm Edwards, a great, a great show for the uh, archivists. There's also, there's also one of Nick telling everybody in Arkansas that, you know, Chad was going to be fine and everybody needs to calm uh, down. Yeah. So Look, I know I said I didn't like the Chad Morris hire, but all right, let's move on. This isn't about that. That's about Willie Taggart. So let's, let's continue. That's it. Well, that's it. That's the, that, I thought this was going to be like a 20 minute episode. We went 52 minutes. So uh, if, if I pray to the podcast gods that I do not have to edit this manually because I will tail take me all night. I'll lose that whole extra hour of sleep I got. So uh, Rob, Rob and I will be back with another show. It's great to have the three man weave back together. Hopefully uh, I got my new computer. Rob, can you please, this is the new, we need a GoFundMe to buy Rob an adapter for his computer. <laughs> it's about the principle. I'm not, I mean, I don't want to get into company drama here, but I'm not going to pay for an adapter for a computer. That's not mine. Okay. Well, uh, think about your, think, here's what I would do if it were me when this is what I did do. I just went on Amazon. I bought some of my corporate card and then I expensed it and that was it. So. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Remind me tomorrow. I got to, I get some, there you go. Because there you go. that could solve show. our technology issue to use a computer from, you know, newer than 2012 or whenever that other computer we had was from. So, uh, that wraps it up. We have no music because I have a new computer myself and I don't have, I have dramatic piano. What does that sound like? Hit it. There you go. That wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.